This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. I understand that the easy take of uh, in sports, and there's tons of them, tons of easy takes that we can do all the time. And actually, I'm going to try to do a bit more of a difficult take for my opening thought. But one of the easy takes you can do is you rip the Pro Bowl. It's a very, very easy thing to make fun of. I just found out who the quarterbacks were for the AFC. I don't know what the Pro Bowl is now. It's like a skills competition. Maybe it's ping pong. But it's Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley, and Derek Carr. I'd rather watch the making of a snuff film than watch the Pro Bowl. Is that an extreme example? Yes, it is. But holy, Tyler Huntley and... And, and Derek Carr, I mean, Derek Carr was great for your fantasy roster two years ago. But I mean, why, why do they even bother with Pro Bowl? Do they have like a corporate tie-in that they can't get out of? Uh, well, they have to, it's like every league has to have their all-stars to give recognition to the great players per season. But Yeah, you can do a, that. It's a flag football game. Matt. Like, oh, is there, a, is there even a flag football yes, game? Okay, it, it, so, it is a yeah. flag football game this year for the first time, which... I mean, it's kind of fitting considering it was basically a two-hand touch game prior to this. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually taking a step forward, in my opinion. The, th- <laughs> the thing is, someone will still get hurt. I remember years and years ago, uh, there was a running back for the, and it was a rookie, Robert Edwards, who was a running back for the Patriots. Had like a thousand yards his rookie season. They were doing some beach volleyball tournament. And in it, he tore like his ACL, MCL, PCL. I don't know if there is a PCL, but if there is, he tore it. And so even them there trying is, to make... Okay. Hey, there we are. Take that, all the teachers who didn't think I had to mount anything. And they went wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, they even tried that, and someone got hurt. Someone will get hurt in flag football. Someone's going to make a cut and get hurt in flag football. So come on, just you know, I mean, there really is no answer. Anyway, I just I saw that literally four seconds ago, right as the mics were turning on. I saw who the quarterbacks were in the AFC, but we can just move on from that. Um, uh, they did a really good job. The Leafs lunch did off the top of the show, breaking down the uh, the Bo Horvat deal. So I mean, we won't get into it too much here. I can't really tell you too much about the players going to Vancouver. Uh, to me, there's two interesting, or there's a couple interesting things here. One, the Canucks are betting on the Islanders to fail because the worse the Islanders do, the better it helps with the first round pick coming their way. You know, it's unprotected. It's, pro- it's protected in 2023, but if it falls uh, within the first 14, anyway, all you need to know is this: is that the Canucks are betting on the Islanders to fail this year. Um, the other thing about this is this is all now about Horvat resigning. He's 27. He becomes a free agent. Good time to be a free agent when you have 31 goals and you're shooting a career-high 21%. But I think to me the biggest biggest picture thing here, and I was thinking about doing this for uh, an opening thought, but I'll just mention it off the top. Everything that's happened with the Canucks the last couple days, doesn't it make you appreciate being a Leafs fan? And and listen, I know it's hard to be a Leaf fan, and we know how long they've since they won the playoffs, and at least Canuck fans can remember them going to the finals and losing to Boston, something and Leaf, burning down their city, and burning down their city. And uh, you know, Leaf fans, we know what it's like to lose to Boston in the playoffs. We just prefer it if it happened after the first round. 
but I mean, they screwed up the coach. Um, they couldn't. I don't know what's going on with the relationship between the the captain Bo Horvat and the Canucks. And I know the seeds were set mo- ages ago. But just when you see everything going on in Vancouver, I my message, Nick, is to everyone a Leaf fan. Hey, take a moment and appreciate. It's not the worst thing in the world to be a Leafs fan. Yeah, it's, that's valid. I mean, they have they've had a lot of success over the last few seasons. They, they have. That's they why this is like not opening built, thought. They look like they're built pretty well, but there's always those question marks, right? Like, how far ahead are they from the Vancouver Canucks if they can't get out of the first round anyway? Wait, hold on. I'm talking. Oh, oh, the Le- oh no, but the Leafs are. I'm just saying. Right now, today, we didn't have the Bruce Boudreaux screw right. up. You know, um, we didn't have to trade the captain who wa- who said he wanted to stay here and they couldn't figure yeah. it out, and then they give all that money to to J T. Miller. Like, just the Canucks feel like a bit of a dumpster fire. Not a massive dumpster fire, but a bit of a dumpster fire. It's teetering though. Uh-huh. It's almost like there is. I think we had uh, Farhan Lalji on uh, last week on Leafs lunch, and he was saying like. There's the potential, if this gets worse, that the hardcore fans who have always been on the Canucks side, who will always be there, might not be. And they might they might have to like really try to mend fences in the community to get people to come back. Which yeah. is that's a scary preposition because that Canucks fan base has always been super, super loyal. And if that's the case, whew, not good. Yeah. So this is just my little PSA for every Leaf fan out there. I know it stinks. Did you see what happened last year in Game Six and Seven? Did you see what happened the year before in Games Five, Six, and Seven? Did you see them getting shut out by Columbus? We can do this. But when you see just what's going on in Vancouver, it's like, hey, being a Leaf fan, not that bad. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Until it's Game Seven of the first round of the playoffs, and it's, the grass is always greener on the other side, and our side is uh, is just filled with tears, and that's the only thing keeping the grass growing. Anyway, let's get to my opening thought. Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The dozen days leading up to the Super Bowl is going to be about what it always is. Reckless quarterback speculation. Rodgers, Brady, where are they going to go? What the hell's going on in San Fran? Everyone's hurt. Um, we will lose count about how many offensive coordinators have gotten fired, will get fired, or are about to get fired, and we shall discuss our favorite prop bets on FanDuel. Gotta tell you, AJ Brown, plus a thousand. First guy to score a touchdown, not bad. Oh, and mock drafts. Oh, so many glorious mock drafts. By the way, mock draft writers, change it up with the Giants. I don't want it to always be the same wideout. Give me a guard. Give me a tight end. I'm a sucker for him. As for the actual people involved in the Super Bowl, the biggest story will be the health of Patrick Mahomes. And I'll make no mistake. We will continue to celebrate him winning the AFC Championship game despite him limping around all over the field with a high ankle sprain. And the reason we're going to continue to celebrate this is there's nothing we love more in sports than the great athlete overcoming injury to claim victory in the moment of the highest stakes. As humans, we are drawn to that storyline. There's something wired in our DNA. We love these stories. They're like a, a moth to a flame. I mean, think about how many famous movies, books, folklore surrounds the athlete pushing through, gutting through some grotesque injury in the name of helping his or her team win. It's one of the best things about sports 
And it's also one of the trickiest because there is a dark side to it all. Let me give you a couple recent examples. Isaiah Thomas of the Celtics. A bunch of years ago, he played hurt in the playoffs. His sister had died in a car accident. He got injured, ruined his career, cost him millions. Baker Mayfield, yep, hard to have sympathy for the fella, I know. Could have shut it down two years ago with a bad shoulder injury. He was coming off a winning season? Hell, he won a playoff game with the Browns. A playoff game. He made Ben Roethlisberger cry. He kept playing, ruined his career. Tua. Tua, a different situation, but Tua's lied about the effects of a concussion. The sort of head trauma that could haunt him after his playing days. But there's a ton of pressure to play hurt. That pressure comes, of course, from the player himself. Let, let, you know, again, let's not let, let's always remember the the player themselves. They have some responsibility in in this equation. You know, they also have pressure from the teammates, from the locker room, from the media. We love writing and telling these stories, and from the fans who always cheer harder when their favorite player straps it on to give it one more go. Now, here's the hard part: is that uh, I don't have an answer for 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 this. For what is where is the line of wanting our athletes to pay to play hurt, to risk their careers for our own sports happy, versus being totally all right with the athlete saying, I can't do it? When is it all right to wonder if the player is not giving it all, not being a team player, versus when we need to put away terms like weak, soft, chicken, coward, and accept that, hey, it's all right if the player hangs back on the sideline. I don't know where that line is. And you see, I was thinking about it, because later on today, we're going to do our Tuesday Top 5. And it is our Top 5 moments of athletes coming through despite injury. Inspired by Patrick Mahomes. Shout out to intern Adham. It was his idea immediately. I'm like, great, I want to do this. I want to do this because I got a whole list. It inspires. It makes me happy as a sports fan. You'll hear heroic tales of broken legs, separated shoulders. Um, There's one player who had a liter of blood removed from their leg a month after winning the Super Bowl. A liter. And you see, those moments, they become the stuff of legends. It propels them to a higher status and often in the Hall of Fame. But I sometimes do wonder at what cost. Sometimes. You see, other times, I love hearing about Ronnie Lott telling the doctors to cut off part of his finger because he ain't missing that game. By the way, I heard that story on off the record. I was on set. He was there. He slammed his hand down on the table and he said, doctor, cut it off. I remember me, Michael Landsberg, the producers, everyone were like, ooh, that is so cool. By the way, I'm not trying to play that easy role. And no, not about repping the Pro Bowl. I'm not trying to play that easy role that we often see in sports media and definitely on Twitter of sports fans who tell everyone that what they are watching is immoral and that these are just poor, disposable bodies being thrown to the thrown to the meat grinder for our entertainment. I hate that hypocrisy. Oh, it's mostly just performative words used by people who feel guilty by how much they love the gladiator sport. Shame on the NFL and concussions. And then they're watching it from 1 to 11 every Sunday. Also, it's kind of condescending to the athletes. They know the risks. They're not dumb. They've been educated ever since they were young. If this show was done in 1993, it would be a different conversation. It's not. It's 2023. I loved watching Mahomes go out there. Uh, uh, And by the way, until I hear conclusive medical proof stating otherwise, 
I'm one of the evil people that thinks Lamar Jackson has lost some of his shine by making the business's decision to turn away from his teammates in the playoffs. Now, that may be unfair of me, and I admit that, but I can't help it. I'm sorry. I love the narrative. The athlete putting it on the line when they're not 100%. I also hate what happened to former Celtic Isaiah Thomas. I wish that situation was completely different. Hey, I told you I didn't have an answer to this one. Like I said, it is a moral minefield. It's just that most of us, we appreciate those athletes that choose to charge headfirst into that minefield. Yeah, it's a tough one. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. I'm also playing hurt, by the way, here. I, uh, I, uh, oh, burnt, no. I, burnt, you do? I burnt my tongue. Oh. Okay. Uh, Performance we, of the day, folks. Thank you. Number one on yeah, my list. Yeah, uh, like. And we'll get, we'll get back in, into the morality debate that is wanting players to play hurt. But I need to say something. I don't know if they're a sponsor, but you know Yetis? You yes. know, like the, 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 yes, the hot beverage yes. containers? Yetis? Yes. Okay. These things work too well. Okay? Like, <laughs> I, I see, can you say that it works too well if that's yes. literally the goal of them? No. Okay. Okay. Let, let's discuss this. Because I made myself a tea. And then I was going for a drive. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, it's 20 minutes later. It's time to take a sip. And I burnt my tongue. And the thing is, I don't want these to do it so that my hot coffee is still hot seven years down the road. The idea when you make yourself a beverage, a drink, a tea, a coffee, a cappuccino, a hot chocolate, the idea is I'm going to consume it. I'm probably going to consume it within a short period of time. But the Yeti's like, no, you're not. What you put into the Yeti is going to be the exact same as it was when you took it off the kettle. These Things work too well. My tongue is burnt because of it. Oh, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh Maddie. Thank you. I, 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 I'm, I'm asking, demanding flowers right now. I'm, I'm playing hurt, playing with a, with a, with a. With, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it is a tough one because as you take another sip of your. Tea. Well, no, it's, no. By the way, it's okay. I want you to come in here and taste it. This was made. No. This actually, no, this is a different one. This is a new one. This was done at one at one ten p.m. today. I got a tea from the cafeteria, and I got the beef barley soup. Shout out to the soup club, Carlo and AK. You're right. It was glorious today, and and this thing is still burning hot. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point, Matt. Like that's what they made. You can't the- drink burning hot. I am. I'm not arguing that point. But- so they made the product too good. Like like basically they made a product where they're telling you, okay, um, when you place your hot beverage of choice into the container, please wait three hours before you consume it. Yeah. When does I'm I'm not doing a slow cooker here. I'm not I'm not, I'm not doing. I'm going to put the ribs in for eleven hours before I eat them. I'm having a tea. I want my tea. I can't have it. Gotta think ahead. <laughs> Gotta think ahead. You know, you're allowed to just agree with me. Gotta think ahead. Get out of here. Matt, when have I ever just straight up agreed with you? Come on. Change it up. Mix no. it up a little bit. No, that would be too easy. Just yeah, like okay. the pro- making fun of the Pro Bowl. What's Tyler Huntley doing there? <laughs> What's Tyler Josh Huntley? Allen's hurt. No? Justin Herbert's hurt. Which is why Carr's there, too. <laughs> Tyler Huntley. The problem is, 30 years down the road, some like, ah! Oh, well, look at the Ravens. Why would they get rid of that Huntley caddy? Pro Bowler in 2023 must have been pretty good. Well, I mean, if you averaged his stats out over a full season, he was Pro Bowl potentially, but yeah. he played four games. Until he was on the goal line, and then it kind of went downhill from well, there. Well, yes, but I yeah. mean overall stats, not goal line stats. We don't, we don't 
pick pro bowlers off of goal line stats now, do we? Nope, we do not. All right, on uh, on this, I'll get a little bit in the, into the Raptor game. Uh, they lose last night, 114-106 to the Suns. And uh, I'm going to do something very dangerous, more dangerous than drinking a hot beverage out of a Yeti. I got what I feel is like is a can't miss prop bet in the NBA tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Like like the same way when Jokic was taking on Embiid, I was yelling and screaming, everyone take on uh, the game was on was that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, anyway, uh, when that game I was watching that game and I'm like, "Oh god, it was Saturday." And it's like Embiid is going to get a cabillion. And he did. Denver uh lost to Philly and Joel Embiid at time because Embiid is upset. Why am I not the MVP? Why am I voted third on the All-Star game? And you know Joel Embiid is a big man boy who's also one of the best players in the league. He's like, "I'm going to dominate." And he did. I have another example of that. So we'll, we'll get on that on the, on the other side as I throw some ice cubes into, into the text of the show at 10.50.50. How many Yeti-related injuries have you ever had? All right, we get into the Raptors next. That is what is going on in my mouth right now. Sounds odd to say that like that. We'll move on. Um, this is a gameplay on TSN 1050 brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Those sounds courtesy um, of producer Nick because I was complaining I have burnt my tongue. And it is a weird sensation. You know when you burn your tongue, just this is how your tongue, it just feels it just feels different. And again, I am blaming my mug, my Yeti, whatever mug, where I made the tea, and then hours later, that's I took my first sip and it burnt me then. It needs to cool down a little bit. I'm just coming out right now. I think we need can we get someone from Yeti on this station? I feel we really we need to have this is the honest conversation we need to have. Yeah, Matt, listen. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You sound like a bit of a baby right now when it comes to the hot hot beverage. But I will tongue? admit that. But, but my tongue. I know. It's I get weird. It. I it's a weird sensation. <laughs> but is. I'm just laughing that this is what has bothered yeah. you the most today. Yeah. Like Out of everything that could possibly everything. bother you. Traffic, weather. Traffic was fine. Like, uh, just uh, everything that around. could possibly flying bother around. you. It's cold. This but... is what is bothering yeah. you. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. You know, I mean, it was cold out, but it was sunny, so you, you'll take one or the other. And I had no problem uh, with my commute whatsoever on uh, on the show today. So, the, uh, I mean, I guess I could get angry at the Raptors. It was, I mean, started out ugly. I could see anyone who went to bed early when there was like three or four turnovers in the game. It was the, the Raptors had scored four points and had four turnovers in the first 422. Um and and they lose they lose by 8 to the Suns. Uh, a game where neither team led by more than 10. There was like 16 lead changes, a whole bunch of ties and the Raptors they had their opportunities late. There's a Malachi Flynn hits a three with seven and a half minutes left. The Raps got the lead. There was, you know, a, a Barnes dunk that gave him a lead. A Scotty Barnes layup. Um, you know, uh, a Fred Van Vliet mid-range shot. And that's where everything went wrong. There's less than two minutes ago. The Raptors are up 103-102 after the Fred Van Vliet mid-range jumper. And then after that, it was offensive rebounds. Troy Craig got two offensive rebounds. One led to a three-pointer. Another led to a DeAndre Ayton tip shot. Suddenly, it's a six-point lead, under a minute to go, and it's over. 
Van Vliet and Gary, the uh, Trent missed some open looks from three. Uh, but this was a close game, but the better team won. I, I do wonder. I mean, every day we're we're having the the trade speculation conversation. Um, one thing we can say about Fred Van Vliet, his uh, his uh, his uh, value keeps going up. The month of January, twenty-one seven and five. Uh, had twenty-four points last night, nine assists, four rebounds. You know, a, a really good thing going. But um, it was offensive rebounds late. It was Mikhail Bridges who had twenty-nine. No Devin Booker for the Raptor uh, for the Suns last night, but they go on to win one fourteen one hundred six. Phoenix is playing well. They've won like six of their last seven games. Then again, the usual problem hit the Raptors. They they couldn't hit the three. Nine of uh, nine of thirty three last night. Twenty seven percent shooting. I got a bet that I think is gonna uh, I think is gonna pay off for everyone out there. I, thank you. I was looking I, I was looking on the old on the old FanDuel. Uh, LeBron James missed. I believe he missed. Yes, he missed the last game. The, Correct after the, after the uh, egregious miss call. Egregious on the calls. Yes, uh, yeah, where he went full operatic. So LeBron didn't play. Lakers lose to the Nets. They play tonight in New York at Madison Square Garden. The one thing you get appreciate about LeBron, and sometimes you get the worst version, like him complaining against. It was a horrible call against him no, against the Celtics. It was an awful, it was a, it was awful the, call. Even the refs admitted after that it was an awful call. The refs so admitted. When, yes. When you get to that point, you can allow him to complain. He went full pouty baby. It's almost like he burnt his tongue because uh, his tea was too hot. Um, but first basket. Hey, thank you very much. How you guys doing? Great crowd. Uh, first basket tonight. LeBron James plus three ninety. Kind of like that bet. LeBron James to score 35 points or more, plus 250. And then if you just want to do the classic player combo bet, points, rebounds, and assists, 43.5. Take the over. LeBron at Madison Square Garden, especially he knows his, uh, you know, he's getting close to breaking Kareem. He knows his career is slowly, eventually, maybe one day winding down. But I don't know about you, Nick. LeBron at MSG. I am all over the overs on that. I like the overs. The, the first basket one, I'm not 100% sold. Because usually that first basket is like a big. They get it down low to try to, to start something in the paint. Who's so the bigger what, big? I mean, LeBron plays bigger than Anthony Davis. Well, Anthony Davis might not even play. Mm. That's a good point. No one ever knows. He's a mystery. But No, he's he's questionable for today. Pat Bev's out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I'm not 100% sold on the first basket, but I like all the overs that you just said yeah. for sure. I wouldn't parlay first basket with other ones. That one you do on your own. That's a that's a you put that's a, little, a one off and yeah. just try to get it out of the way and hopefully you hit it sort of thing. You put you, you know what? You put down 2 bucks. You put down 5 bucks and the opening 45 seconds of that game becomes that much more fun. That's that's how much I put on normal bets. I'm a $1 better man. Yeah, I know. You know but that. Yes, but yours are like 14 team parlays. No, 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 no. Like even just my normal bet. Like I don't mm. like putting more than a dollar. Yeah. That's just my but that's my personal thing. Because I know if I do, I will. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm the same way. I will fall down the rabbit hole. I do a little more than you. I rarely do a big bet. I re- almost never. Like most of them are five or ten. Unless, as I said, it's my stupid, um, cowardly bet of the day where I have to bet enough to win a free ride on the TTZ, which is like thirty bucks to win a free ride on the TTZ. It can be. Can be. Um, but I did. I, I said this yesterday. I admitted this because this show is all about uh, transparency. One of the largest bets I ever did. I did over the weekend. I knew and I knew the Eagles would beat the 49ers. I just but I was kind of cowardly. I did 100 bucks on the money line. I just felt so good about the Eagles. They were going to win that game. But I mean, it's not really a cowardly bet only because like there's a lot of people who thought the 49ers were going to push the Eagles, especially with Hurts being 
semi-hurt coming into the game, yeah. and Pr- Brock Purdy playing the way he was going into the game, and then that first series for both went down, and you saw what happened. So, <sighs> Yeah, that was a, a miserable game. Um, we're going to stick with football. We got, um, we got Andrew Cayley's Jordan Snacks, and, and we'll do a little from Covers.com. We'll do a little basketball as well, thoughts on Fred Van Vliet and on my LeBron bet. And then at uh, 3 o'clock, he played with the Chiefs for many years. Um, Danon Hughes, a receiver for the team and now radio broadcaster, is, uh, is going to join the show. It's going to be mostly about Mahomes and the Super Bowl, but this guy played in the mid-90s for the Chiefs. Mid-90s is my, like, uh, that is my sweet spot. That's your football. golden era for you. If you don't think there's a question that's not going to be brought up about what do we not know about Derek Thomas, you are sadly mistaken, because there will be some mid-90s NFL talk, and that's uh, coming up at 3 o'clock. But we'll get back with Andrew Cayley next. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cos. When you hear Jump Around... It means you're at a bad wedding, you are at a bar or nightclub from 1999 to 2008, or you're listening to Gameplay on TSN 1050 with senior betting analyst Covers.com, Andrew Cayley, as it is his walk-up music. And today, yes, it is option number three. Good afternoon, Andrew. Thanks for joining the show. Are you calling my wedding bad? No, I knew that's what you played at your wedding, so I just wanted to, I wanted to throw it out there and, and, and start with a negative way to start the interview. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, that, the thing is, is though that's just too cool for school. Because here's the thing: let's talk about this. It's everyone goes onto the dance floor when Jump Around comes on. It's it's just a simple fact. Everyone is getting, even people that don't like the song. People are tired of the song. People have heard it too many times. You say you hate it, and 48 seconds later, you are indeed jumping around. I think it's been around long enough now that young people don't know what it is, so I think we can actually attract those people mm. into uh, into listening to it as well now, because it is so old, as you mentioned. Yes, yes, <laughs> and those people are most of the producers around here who are all well under the age of 30, but we won't get into that today. Um, we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with basketball. Is the safest Raptor bet right now, Fred Van Vliet overs, 21-7-5 for the month of January. The irony of it all is you know, he's involved in, not him, but you know, his, the, his name is linked to so much trade speculation. And with each game, seems to keep uh, pushing his value higher and higher. It's been really good to see him improve his play of late. That's been a big problem for the Raptors. Uh, they're inconsistent shooting. They just don't have a ton of shooters overall. And when Fred isn't hanging his shots, then, you know, things aren't going really well for them. Obviously, that's been uh, a great bet. I've been looking at his made threes prop, depending on the matchup, if he's going up against a team that is going to allow him the opportunity to find his rhythm. Like, he's a he's a volume guy, right? Like, he's going to, sh- in a regular game, he's going to shoot eight to ten threes in a game. Um, and if you get a matchup against a team like the Knicks, who the Raptors seem to love playing for some reason, um, that or the Heat, where teams that just give up a bunch of three-point attempts, that's that's the place to kind of target Fred, I would say. I'm also still fading the Raptors when it comes to opposing uh, three-point shooting probs because they're just giving up such a terrible percentage over the last, now it well, feels like almost two months now that they haven't been able to stop people from hitting three-pointers. So uh, that, that's another thing I've been looking at on a game-to-game basis. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and you're right, just... 
if if those are there's some defenses where they make it more their priority uh, to just okay, we'll allow you to shoot from here, and we're going to pack it in the paint. Find the teams that uh, that do that, and certainly look at the overs for Fred Van Vliet. Speaking of the Knicks. Maybe I'm a little Captain Obvious here. That's fine. I'm a basic B, as the kids would say. But LeBron James... <laughs> horrible line. LeBron James is in Madison Square Garden tonight. And he did not play yesterday. I and LeBron at MSG, I, I'm, I see the over sign, and it's just screaming at me. And over 35.5 points is plus 250 on FanDuel. His uh, be, uh, points, rebounds, and assists are 43.5. I like the over. Hell, I might even throw a toonie down on him to get the first basket. Um, your thoughts, Andrew, on hunting narrative, because that's a lot of what this is. And, well, you hit the nail on the head there. He didn't play last night in the first half of this back-to-back because I'm assuming the NBA called the Knicks and is like, guys, you have to suit up for this game on national television. And it is Madison Square Garden, and he's only 117 points away from breaking the all-time scoring record. So I expect him to want to put on his best performance, which he's been doing for basically two months now. He's averaging 34 points per game over his last 22 games, shooting almost 54% from the field. This is one of those perfect narrative spots. So I'm with you here. It may, it feels a little square, I agree. Yeah. But I'm on the over 27.5 for his point scored. And if you want to take a little sprinkle on something like an alternative point uh, prop, at, so you, at uh, like plus, to get like, I wouldn't even stop at the 35. I would go even a little further and maybe go look at the 40 plus points for, because you know he's in Madison Square Garden. You know he wants to put on a show there uh, in this run. We've only probably got like a handful of games before he breaks this record and he wants to put his mark on in this matchup, I would say. Nice. So, okay, you're with me on this. Sometimes, you know, you hunt the narrative and uh, and you take the obvious. You, you mentioned, though, about about the NBA call. You know, you were joking about calling the Knicks in. Come on, everyone, both teams, you guys got to play. It's certainly <laughs> been in the news more and, and not if you just follow the L.A. Clippers. Does it, what impact does that have on you just as a better, like just load management and the, the amount of work required to try to keep on top of that? It's made handicapping the NBA incredibly difficult this season. I'll write a preview in the morning for a game, and then just a couple of hours. I've seen it 90 minutes before tip-off where somebody is announcing like a key player, a Donovan Mitchell, a LeBron James, just not playing in the game, and your bet is totally out the window. And if you're betting a spread, say you bet the Lakers tonight at plus one and a half, and then LeBron announces that he's not going to play in this game, and the line shifts to plus five and a half. The books, I know there's been a lot of, uh, I don't know, um, push for these voiding bets on, on, on gambling, a sports gambling Twitter right now, but that's just not the case in a lot of places. If you bet that line early, that's, that's the line you're getting with the Lakers. You're not getting the new line sort of thing, and they're not going to void that bet for you. So uh, what I've been doing to mitigate that is focusing more on these player props um, because if LeBron plays this game, great. I think he has a great matchup against the Knicks, who the defense hasn't been as uh, good recently. And if he doesn't play, then your uh, bet will definitely get voided. So that's, that's one of the things I've been doing to uh, avoid those situations. Yeah, and you really just have to find those websites or those Twitter accounts that are giving you 
up to the, not even up to the minute, up to the second updates of who's in and who's out if you want to try to at least jump on a line and get some value out there. It takes work, though, but, uh, you know, it, it's, certainly, sure. it's, it, it's certainly possible. Um, let's get into the, I know the Super Bowl is ages from now, but I'm really not <laughs> in the mood to speculate about Brady with the 49ers and Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. So let's have fun here. Um, when, when do you start getting into the Super Bowl prop bets? I, I got a couple in mind I wanted to chat with you about, but uh, just your thoughts on uh, on the old on the old, ye old prop bets. Uh, well, they're getting released earlier and earlier than ever before. It used to be you get a bunch of the novelty props come out early, like the anthem props and the and the coin flip prop, uh, and then around like Thursday of the week before of the Super Bowl, you'd start seeing. Um, the player props start dropping, but there a lot of them are starting to hit the board already, um, and there's going to be a lot out there. So my advice is to handle the Super Bowl like you would anything else. Have proper bankroll management, like set aside like like I'm going to bet this much on player props. I'm going to bet X amount on the side or a total. Uh, I'm going to put X amount on uh, an MVP market, and and really stick to your to your own personal limits there because. The Super Bowl can be overwhelming uh, in that situation. Uh, for props in general right now, I, the one I like looking at early is the MVP market because that's the one um, that will shift the most, I think, between now and um, and the kickoff uh, a Sunday, uh, two Sundays from now sort of thing. So um, one that I like right off the bat that jumped off the board to me was Hassan Reddick. Uh, at yes. forty to one yes. to be super to be Super Bowl MVP, the guy is like he single handedly destroyed <laughs> the Niners quarterback room. Uh, he has three and a half sacks, four QB hits. He's just one of those guys you can like. It, it's tough sometimes with defensive players when you're talking about Super Bowl MVP, but he's that guy who you can see his impact not only on the stat sheet but just on the field every single play. The Chiefs are going to be working all week to be game planning against him. Um, the, the Eagles are so tough because they get a huge amount of pressure without sack. They're just a middle of the, the pack team when it comes to blitz percentage. They, they get most of the pressure just from those guys moving around the line really, really smartly. And uh, with Patrick Mahomes, like he's going to be healthier than he was in the uh, AFC Championship game, but I, I still don't expect him to be 100%. And uh, going against this Eagles front seven is uh, is going to be tough. So I think there's an opportunity there to to back Reddick in this and to win the Super Bowl MVP. And just to add to that, it's not like Philly has that one dominant running back, and they've got a bunch of different targets. Who any week it could be Devontae Smith, or then it's going to be it's going to be Brown, or maybe it's Dallas Goddard. And you know they 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 spread the ball around so much that if you like the Eagles to win, putting down a small bet on Hassan Reddick to win the MVP to me makes a ton of sense. Andrew, always appreciate. We will be chatting with you soon. Talk more props as we get closer to the Super Bowl. You can follow him at Covers underscore Kaylee and check out his work. He's the senior betting analyst with Covers.com. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Matt. Good luck with your bet. Thank you. You as well. By the way, the listeners have spoken. Their producer, Nick, 
Um, if, if people are just joining the show now, I was complaining. I made a tea, and then I did not have a sip of my tea for about 35, 40 minutes, and it burnt my tongue. My tongue is still burnt, so then I start yelling and screaming that the Yeti works too well. Well, people are texting in. I want to know your thoughts on the Yeti. Are you pro or against it? You can text us at 10.50.50. Matt from Mississauga writes in, I'm on Team Cause on this one. I don't have a Yeti, but I do have a Contigo. An ice cube goes in with my coffee every morning to make sure I can drink it. Otherwise, I need to wait almost two hours to get that sweet sweet caffeine trapped inside <laughs> i like oh can i read one off maddie if Do you're it. okay with that go uh nick in oakville yetis are great nothing better than making a coffee first thing in the morning for that evening drive home <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes nick from peterborough that is exactly right oakville oakville how'd you get peterborough i was looking at another one i was i, <laughs> I was, was gonna say like no, How did no, you but get that? actually, it, it, well, we could discuss later. I could, I could show you how that sort of happened. Well, I guess maybe there's two Nicks. Um, another, another Nick writes in. Leave the lid open, cools down quicker. Actually, you know what? I was the one who screwed that you up. You were so the I one. Apo- I yes. apologize. That's my fault because I was reading two back to back. You were reading two back to back. You thought the Nick was from Oakville. Yeah. Or well, he, Nick is from Oakville. I just yeah. read the wrong text. Yeah. Nick from Oakville writes in. Leave the lid open, cools down quicker. I know, but but you know, if it's full and you leave the lid open, and you're there's driving, always that it's, risk. It's going to spill. Not even just when you're driving. Like, even when you're at the desk, uh, it's always a risk. Hot beverage is a dangerous game. Any beverage is a dangerous game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to say the hot a lot more. Uh, Nick from Hamilton writes in Team Yeti. And yes, Nick. Yes, yes. And, Matt, and someone else writes in, the Yeti is working as intended. It insulates so well that when you inevitably burn your tongue, it angrily turns the driver to a dot, 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 Yeti. That is a good, bad joke by you. <laughs> Stupid Yeti, but it's it's now finally. <laughs> I feel by the time well, you've had it open for the last forty five minutes. <laughs> I feel that by the time sound of the day is playing, I can I can You'll I get can, halfway. I can I can drink this drink and feel pretty uh, pretty safe about it. Hey, by the way, speaking of texting, uh, tomorrow's classic lotto six forty nine jackpot is an estimated five million dollars, and the gold ball jackpot is an estimated twenty two million dollars. So you're going to text. 649 and your name to 105050 for your chance to win $100 in Lotto 649 tickets with Encore. Standard message rates apply to all entries. Lotto 649, find your possible. So, yes, text in your thoughts on the Yeti and also text 649 and your name to 105050 for your chance to win. All right, coming up on the other side of the show, we will spin the wheel of sound, including a very interesting quote from the newest New York Islander. Bo Horvat, and we'll do that next. Time to put a uh, bow in the pro or anti Yeti conversation. Uh, spicy sportsman Dan writes in at Spicy Tuna, good Twitter account, and also a solid side option when you order sushi. Pro Yeti for cold drinks, hate Yeti for hot drinks. 100%. You're going to keep my beer cold for a long, long time. Love it. You're going to keep my hot drink scalding hot. 
bad. So uh, yet the fact that we've good. gotten almost an hour out of this content, Matt, is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 sort of how it works. I mean, okay, listen. You want you, you want me to pull the, pull the curtain away for a second? You want me to pull down the curtain for a second? No, I don't really want you to. I kind of uh, want to leave the curtain up. Okay, the curtain is up. We've got a new and exciting sound effect. As often I will say, coming up next, we'll spin the wheel of sound, which is basically just a cheap way of me saying, hey, there's interesting pieces of sound I want to hear, and we'll hear a bunch of them next. So, uh, Nick, have you, got a, have you got a sound effect that we will use uh, as we spin the wheel of sound? If so, hit it. No, no, don't like, don't like. No, I don't like. I don't like. I want my wheel of sound to be more old school '80s um, wheel of fortune, or okay, I'll work or, on or, it. Or um, like that, what that sounded like is when, hey, we've rebooted the wheel of fortune, you know, and it's it's now <laughs> modern for the kids. Okay, I'll work on it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Try, I'll try to find something okay. for you for but, for the second hour. I appreciate the effort. Also, that sounded like. A, a a slot machine at one of the really scuzzy <laughs> Vegas casinos. Like you're not hearing that at Bellagio. You're hearing it at. Um, you're hoping not to hear that at Bellagio because yeah. that means the machine's breaking down. Yeah. and you're not going to be able to use it. Yeah, you're you're at O'Shea's, and I say that with love. I love. A, I think I've won more money at O'Shea's than any other casino. That is sad. All right, uh, here is Bo Horvat, uh, formerly the captain of the Vancouver Canucks, and traded to the New York Islanders. Here's Bo Horvat saying. And I, I thought I was going to be a Canuck for life. I'm not going to lie. In the summertime, in in uh, even at the beginning of the year, I honestly I thought I was going to be be a Canuck, and um, you know I thought I was going to be a, a Canuck for life. Um, to be honest with you, and you know just things didn't work out that way, and um, you know um, you know it led me to this. So you know I'm, I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful. That uh, you know the New York Islanders really believe in me, and and uh, I'm proud to be a New York New York Islander now. So the Islanders believe in him, and not the organization where he's the tenth leading scorer in Canucks history, and he's the captain, 27 years old. And what I wonder about is, I'd love to know. But I, we'd have to get truth serum because you're never going to get the actual truth. You're going to get spin because this story is now about optics. And the Canucks have horrible optics, like how they handle their coach and now this. But we do know that Vancouver wanted to sign Bo Horvat to a long-term deal. That it was their intention that Horvat would be the face of the franchise, you know, along with, you know, Patterson, uh, uh, Brock Besser, who, you know, JT Miller, whatever. But, like, that it was going to be about Horvat. But... The money, the term, whatever it is, the Canucks management, whatever they offer to Horvat, didn't appeal to the player or to his camp. And then when it became apparent that they were not going to be able to get a deal done before Horvat became an official UFA at the end of this year, the team switched. They went over to JT Miller. They signed the winger to an eight-year deal, $56 million. But... This trade with the Islanders, this trade isn't just about the Islanders' inability to score on the power play or that they're you know outside of the playoffs right now. That's part of it. I mean, it's certainly a good fit for the Islanders, what Bo Horvat can bring. But this trade started late spring, summer, when, when these sides couldn't get it figured out. I would love to know 
I'd love to know what the offer was because when you know when you get in your head the idea that maybe Bo Horvat's going full Johnny Goudreau. It's like nope, no matter what you offer, done. I'm out of here. I want to go to Columbus. I hear the schools are fantastic. Hockey team stinks, but I hear the schools are fantastic. Um, I thought it was that, but hearing Bo Horvat. He's at least making it sound he wanted to be a Canuck. Oh, no, he definitely wanted to be a Canuck. It's not even a question in my mind, and it's, it's so, unfortunate. So how cheap? How, how, cheap were the, how cheap were the Canucks, or how high was Horvat's asking price? I would say the Canucks were probably coming in at like 8, 8.5, mm-hmm. and he probably wanted 10 as the captain. Yeah. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's a fair guess, mm-hmm. which I don't think either are right, but... That's a whole nother conversation. And to be honest, I think they, all things considered, got a pretty decent haul for uh, their captain. Yeah, no, they did. They did. They got... Uh, I, okay, let, Do you let, want me to get the names for you? Well, let's see. I th- let's I let's th- give you a try. Okay. Let, uh, Anthony Beauvillier. That's close. I was going to buzz you, but that was close. Beauvillier. Beauvillier. Yes, Beauvillier. That's what I said. You were close. Just don't replay the sound of what I said. You were close. I'll and, give you that. And to Ratti. And to Ratu. Yes. Atu. What? Atu. Atu. Ratu. Atu Ratu. Yeah. Okay. Atu Ratu. Yes. Yeah. That's why I was saying... But play- technically, Rati... I was, we were having this conversation earlier. Some of the pronunciation lists in the NHL mm-hmm. have it as Rati. Yeah. But it's... I believe it's supposed to be pronounced Ratu. And we learned that when he was playing in the World Juniors. And Gordon Miller called him Ratti, I believe, to start the tournament, and then was corrected, and he, oh, yeah. he spent the rest of the tournament calling him Ratu. And oh, I yeah. give him credit, because Gord Miller likes to do the research, so the fact that he was able to get it, <laughs> yeah. get it correct was great. He would be mortified. Like, the difference is, like, he would be mortified. He'd be, we have different versions of mortified. He'd be yeah. professionally mortified, and I'd just be like, oh, what a dummy. And that's all I, and then, and then, yeah, the amount of times he probably said the full name, just overcompensate. Just, I, I, I totally get it. Well, he had the first name right. Yeah. He nailed Atu. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get on the more important thing. The first round pick. Three words we can all say. Top Protected t- first round pick, which doesn't happen in the NHL very often. Now, does it? It does not. This is an NBA thing. Top 12 protected for the 2023 entry draft. And it will convert to a unprotected one in 2024 if it falls among the top 12. 12 selections of the draft this year. Basically, the Canucks are betting the Islanders to fail so the pick becomes unprotected in 2024. Correct. And then they're yeah. hoping that they fail for two years. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really the goal at this point for the Vancouver Canucks is to hope and pray that the Islanders are bad for two years. Which could certainly be the case right now. Uh, I think 10th in the East, and this team cannot score. All right, on the other side, uh, Danian Hughes is going to join the show. Former receiver with the Kansas City Chiefs and now a color analyst. And he will join the show next. And we will talk about just what the hell we saw on Sunday and how tough is Patrick Mahomes. That's coming up next. This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 